Hello, people of these here United States. I am Ashley Stevens. And I am AJ Mata. And welcome to our podcast called Immigration Liberation. Today, we'll be touching on a significant speech and showing how their rhetoric style and structure has made it one of the best speeches in the 21st century and regarding immigration policies in America. First, we're going to touch on the history of immigration. It's what built America to the country we know it as today. From the stolen land of the indigenous Americas to the spread of disease and sickness, America policies have reflected a vast hatred towards others seeking a dream that the original European ancestors slaughtered many to pursue. And throughout the history of the United States, we have seen massive waves of immigration. Many of these people are coming here in search for a better life from Europe, Latin America, and Asia. So the beginning of America's quote-unquote history is remembered with the old fellow Christopher Columbus. His migration to the Taino Islands and manipulation of their people, just solely to oppress the Spanish crown, has caused nothing but trauma to the indigenous people of America. It has been time after time European immigrants have threatened, stolen from, beaten, and slaughtered many Native Americans, all in the name of Christianity. Using the oppression that they faced in Europe as an excuse to oppress others are reasonable. And just don't get me started on how their use of manifest destiny triggered the migration of other groups of people from Latin America and Asia just as a new way to provide for their family. And they were still patronized. With all the good news of the gold rush, many were packing their bags and setting sail to America just to pursue a new life with newfound riches. Now America has a new stigma in regarding immigration. It is now frowned upon unless you're Donald Trump's potential wife. Conservative America's relates immigration to drug trafficking, the influx of sex and human trafficking, and the loss of employment amongst other different crimes. They have a specific stigma towards immigrants who are just chasing the American dream, especially because there's just some unknown terror that resides within their hearts. There are also a lot of misconceptions surrounding immigration in the United States. We often blame immigration for economic problems and crime. However, immigration has actually benefited the American economy, and according to Cato Institute, immigrants have a lower criminal incarceration rate and lower crime rates in their neighborhoods. And later on, I will actually delve deeper into the economic benefits of immigration. Additionally, there is also a misconception that most immigrants are arriving in the United States undocumented when that clearly is not the case. The Pew Research Center shows us that 45% of immigrants are actually naturalized citizens, and 32% of them have legal resident permits. And even for undocumented immigrants, they bring valuable skills, work ethic, and culture to the United States. All of this point to the importance of immigration in the development of America. On January 20th, 2018, almost 4,000 people participated in the annual Women's March in downtown Indianapolis. These marchers marched throughout the streets to defend American values of fairness and equality. One notable participant of this march was Sandy Rivera. Sandy Rivera is a Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals recipient, or is more commonly known, DACA. DACA is an immigration policy that allows some individuals with undocumented residency to receive a renewal permit from deportation during a two-year period. This program also allows recipients to be eligible for a work permit. So at this March, Rivera gave a speech about her experience in the USA. 
as an undocumented immigrant. She identifies herself as, quote, unquote, undocumented and unafraid, end quote. This really sets the tone for the rest of her speech. She gives her audience a message of hope, a hope for a better life. In Sandy's speech, there are plenty of great parts. First and foremost, her speech is well-organized and filled with so much sentimental rhetoric that it is extremely hard not to get emotional. My favorite part of her speech is just how she uses an aphorist with immigrant parents are the original dreamers, just to express the importance of those who took and assumed the most risks just so that their children can live their best life. According to Lucas and Medhurst, when one looks at the works that are included in the list, that list being great speeches of the 20th century, it becomes clear that public speech in the United States was at the epicenter of many of the 20th century's most crucial occurrences, including, but not limited to, women's suffrage, the Great Depression, both of the World Wars, and civil rights and feminist movements. What makes her speech so phenomenal is that she is just touching on such an impactful movement of the 21st century. Even though immigration has always been such a controversial topic for many different years, it's just so great that she was able to share her personal experience with us. And because of that, we were able to evaluate how important a speech like this is in the 21st century. One part of the speech that I found impactful was this quote. Rivera says, quote, to everyone that stands here today, know that our fight is far from over. We must continue to fight for those who have come before us and for those that will come after us. We must fight for our brothers and sisters who face oppression. We must fight to we must continue to fight for those who live in the shadows. We must continue to fight for those without a voice, end quote. I think that this is a very important quote within the speech because it provides a call to action for her audience. It calls each and every one of us to be advocates against injustice within the communities we identify with and those we don't. It really shows the importance of advocacy on an intersectional level that bridges over pre-constructed divisions between us. One important part about her speech is the way by which she tells her own immigration story. And that's something that I really liked, AJ. Something that was really good about her speech is just her use of chronological order. She starts off her speech by providing a specific date of her migration. Quote, my story begins in 2002, unquote. And it allows me to put a lot of things into perspective. In the year 2002, I just had turned one. And she just explains how her family had finally got the chance to reunite with her dad, who was already in the United States working to provide for their family. And this process isn't quite uncommon. There are plenty of different immigrant families coming to the United States and working hard day and night just to be able to send money back home for their family to live comfortably. I think that was really well said, Ashley. This really shows how hardworking immigrants are and how much they contribute both to our society and their families back at home. With all the hateful rhetoric surrounding immigrants, it really makes many Americans forget that these people are just trying to provide a better life for their families. Their goals and aspirations for a better life are something that we should admire and foster. Identities of being a native-born citizen or of being an immigrant should not divide us at all. We do not choose where we are born. It is probably the most uncontrollable part of our life. So why should we stand in the way of someone coming to America and search for a better life? And that's such a great question, AJ. I really don't understand the point of all this division. We are all on stolen land. 
This land was originally domesticated by the true natives of America. If anyone had a right to be upset about someone coming to this land, it really should be them. However, along with immigrants, Native Americans are still fighting for plenty of rights as they are continuously disenfranchised, even though this was originally their land. According to the Center of Budget and Policy Priorities, immigrants bolster up our national birth rate, which had recently dropped to historic low because Native-born populations weren't producing as many children. With plenty of Americans deciding that they would prefer a life without kids, America's birth rate has dropped drastically. And it's because of immigrants we are able to stabilize a lot of things, such as the decline in labor force, the reduction of demand in certain industries such as housing, and the slowing and less dynamic economy that we have. Immigrants have been able to counteract a lot of these effects and provide a great solution for them. Empirical evidence strongly suggests that immigration is beneficial to the economy. In a study on the Bracero program by Clemens, Lewis, and Postel, their findings suggest that barriers against immigration are actually harmful to the American economy. The Bracero program was an immigration policy that allowed for immigrants to work in the USA so that they can send money back home. However, this program ended when Lyndon B. Johnson got rid of it in hopes that the deportation of immigrant laborers would increase employment opportunities for native-born workers. However, this increase in employment did not actually happen. Food producers simply replaced immigrant laborers with machinery instead of hiring American citizens. Communities that were previously supported by immigrants went into economic decline because they lost the majority of their consumers and workforce. However, where we do see strong economic growth are in urban centers, like New York City and the San Francisco Bay Area. These two urban centers have experienced increased immigration and high economic growth throughout the years. All in all, immigrants really do bring enormous amounts of contribution to the American economy and society. So that brings me to my final questions. What are you guys willing to do to provide for your family? Are you willing to travel oceans and walk miles or even cross whatever hurdles necessary to make sure that your family is straight? If you are, then what's the issue with others doing the same? I think if people are willing to go through that much trouble to reach America, I think it shows the hard work and dedication that many Americans admire. So in relation to immigrating to the U.S., we are facing a crisis with the treatment of undocumented immigrants in this country. Children are being separated from their parents and are living in dehumanizing conditions in detention centers. Although it is not a complete fix to this systematic problem, we can always contribute what we can to make America a safer and more just society. And this is why I ask all of you to call your senator to vote for the American Dream and Promise Act of 2021. This bill would allow certain undocumented immigrants to obtain legal residency in the U.S. So it's really important when calling your senator to state your name and city so that your petition can be counted. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our podcast. Remember to continue living your American dream, even if others condemn you for it. Don't forget to share this with your friends and family. Love you guys and peace out.